Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Well, good day. And where do we begin here? Oh, my goodness. First off, can I do a little bit of a rant? Uh, sure. Yeah. Autocorrect. Go fuck yourself. I don't know what happened or why or if somebody suggested it, but for whatever reason, lately when people text me or they text our radio show or even DM me, autocorrect is autocorrecting Scott to Scoot. Nobody intended to say, hey, Scoot. They meant Scott. Why would it autocorrect to Scoot? But it's not just me. It's happening to Scots around the world, and I think it's bullshit. Oh, man. Maybe there's like a few rogue Scoots. That just feel like they're too good. You know, they're better than the Scots. And they feel like all the Scots should be Scoots. And then there's some kind of a backstory there. And then they it manipulated the system uh, to th- therefore call you Scoot from here forward. You know, I'd love to tell you that I know what it is. But frankly, I don't. It's just for whatever reason in the last couple of weeks that started happening. And more and more lately. I mean, you spell your name. Differently than most people understand cat. Normally people think of cat, C-A-T. Yours is with a K. Mm-hmm. It never autocorrects cat to a C, but it's autocorrecting Scott to scoot. Cat, frankly, I've had enough. Apple, I've had enough of your bullshit, and this has got to stop. Because mm-hmm. it's inconvenient to me. <laughs> I hear that. How was your long weekend? Long weekend was good. I, I, it was busy. I went out with uh, some girlfriends on Friday night. I it was like my house was like a revolving door for the rest of the weekend. I had about 10 friends or so I hadn't seen in a while and their kids come over on Saturday. And then I had my brother and his wife and my niece and nephew over on uh, what was it? Sunday. Got a bunch of stuff done on Monday. It was very, very, very busy, but it was uh, it was got a massage in there, too. That was lovely. Uh, wow. So it was good. Yeah. You jammed a lot of shit yeah. into one weekend. Oh, and I got my car cleaned, too. Um, sent that in to be detailed. So it was just a lot of things needed to get done over the weekend that got done. It was good. Okay. It's funny, actually, because uh, your car, by all accounts, is immaculate on a bad day. The fact that you sent it in for a detailing, when the, I compare it to my car, which is a disaster and never gets detailed, it's the difference between you and I. I mean... I don't know why your car would need to be detailed, but I'm sure even right now it probably looks like it it should be on a dealership. Nah, man, you got the you got the rogue like Cheerios every now and again. I got kids and I do allow them to eat some foods in the car. I'm pretty picky on what, but I'll let them eat some snacks in the car. Of course, you got to do that or else you'll you'll go crazy. Right. So there's you know, it wasn't totally completely clean i do keep it clean and i don't have a lot of junk sitting around there but it it, it, like it needed a dusting at least and a real good thorough clean and that's what i got it's shiny as new scott it's insane i want to talk about something quickly here that is on my radar because as you know every single day for over a year now I post the daily COVID numbers on my Facebook page, and I do that for a couple of different reasons. Number one, so that people have the most relevant, up-to-date information on the numbers in an easy-to-find place. Number two, because Facebook archives everything you do. And for me, that's a good way that five years from now, ten years from now, whatever, I can easily reference, what were the COVID numbers back then? Because I do think that COVID's going to be around for a long time. But... People are falling for the same trap again, Kat. We went through wave one and people were scared. They didn't know what this was. 
we got through wave one. Then we went into wave two and people were like, well, we all knew there was a second wave coming. So, all right, let's just suck it up and deal with it. That started to wrap up in January, gone by. And then we went into wave three that we shouldn't have. We went through wave three specifically because we did not have vaccines when we needed them back at the beginning of this year. But people were a little freaked out about wave three. We were never told, oh, there's going to be a third wave. It just sort of happened because, well, I mean, people were indoors and we all know how COVID spreads. Now there's people using a term called fourth wave, fourth wave. And on Sunday, we had over 400 new cases in Ontario. Yesterday, Monday, we had 325. And it's uh, as we record now, it's 20 to 10 a.m. We don't have the daily COVID numbers, but there's no reason to think that they would go down. Restrictions have loosened. Cases are going up. It's just the way it works. But one thing I really, really, really want people to keep in mind is perspective. Yeah, we had 400 cases on Sunday. Yeah, we had 325 yesterday. Yeah, our positivity rate, quote unquote, is 2.9%. Well, the positivity rate is just the number of infections compared to the number of tests that were done. And there wasn't a ton of tests done because we since the beginning, a lot of people don't get tested on Sunday for some reason. And also, there's only really people getting tested now that have a need to get tested. Either they're symptomatic or they need it for work. So, I mean, it's reasonable to assume that our positivity rate would go up as the number of tests goes down. But keep things in perspective, everyone. Before you start demanding fucking lockdowns and freaking out that this has got to change and people got to start behaving and get vaccinated and all that sort of shit. Before you do that, keep in mind, it was 400 cases and it might go to 500. It might go to 600. It might go to 700. A month ago, when we were down below a thousand new cases, people were screaming, open the fuck up. It's over. Pandemic's done. People are vaccinated. Open it up. Well, if we were doing that at just under a thousand cases a day, why are you claiming that the sky is falling for 400 new cases? Yeah, when people watch it increase, that's all they're looking at, right? They're looking at an increase based on day to day. Can I just say, part of me, I had this conversation over the weekend too. Good. With a couple friends. Part of me thinks we should just, can we stop reporting numbers? I think we should report weekly. Like, why do we need to do this every single fucking day? Well, a part of the problem with the daily numbers is. I don't know if people in the healthcare system have taken their foot off the gas or maybe public health doesn't give a fuck anymore. I don't know what it is, but there's wild swings in these numbers. Three times last week, the numbers were reported higher than they actually were because they were doing catch up cases from back in the third wave back in the winter. I I just feel like if we had a nice summary, a weekly summary um, at this point, it would be better because there are too many people who are still very anxious about those numbers. There are people who want to bitch and complain every single time the numbers are put out there. And it's a daily it's a daily thing. Why does it need to be a daily thing? I mean, give me the vaccination numbers. I'm happy with those. Let me see those. Let me see those increase. And you know what's going to happen is those numbers will eventually go up, uh, take a jump, I should say, as soon as they announce certain things. Potentially educators, for example, that have been mm-hmm. hesitant, you'll yep. probably have to get it in order to work. All those, all those types of people that are kind of waiting, holding out, we will see those jump. I'm, I'm a fan of seeing those numbers. It's, that's good. It gives me a little bit of hope. I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the daily ca- case count anymore. And I, and cause, because for that reason, when you see it creep up a little bit, you do feel that panic of like, oh, shit, here we go. But that's not necessarily the case. No, and I mean, it can kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you start screaming, oh, 
fuck? We went to 400 cases and this is the fourth wave. If you keep telling yourself this is the fourth wave, then it won't be hard for our leaders, quote unquote, to say it's the fourth wave. Here we are. Now we got to put shit into lockdown. Nobody wants another lockdown. Maybe the fucking COVID zero crowd. I don't have a lot of time for them because I don't think they're thinking practically. I, I don't believe in COVID zero. I actually tend to agree with Dr. Kieran Moore, who over the weekend said two things that were relevant. He said, number one, we want to have a minimal or no impact on people's day-to-day lives anymore. We don't want any more lockdowns. And he also uh, talked about the need for people to go out and get vaccinated. I do think people should go out and get vaccinated. I, that's just my thing on it. And, and you can stop forwarding me shit that Joe Rogan said. Uh, Joe Rogan is... <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll say it. I mean, Joe's got a popular podcast, too. He's got more listeners than we do. I mean, we're at like three quarters of a million, maybe a little more now. And and he's got millions. So, yeah, he's got a big audience. But we don't want to shut down again. And I don't think what Joe is doing right now is particularly helpful for that. And, but he's got the same goal as we do. So Joe is out there saying he said in the past he's not a huge fan of the vaccine. He's questioned it. And that's fine. You should be able to ask any question you want about the vaccine, and you should be able to get a clear, concise answer about it. But to to argue that vaccine passports won't work, that's where he's got me confused here. Because one of the things that I'm looking at, Kat, is the businesses. I'm looking at the, the businesses that were forced to shut down, the stylists and the, the mom and pop shops and those retailers and so on and so forth. They got forced to shut down, and if there is a fourth wave, quote unquote, they're going to have to do it again. And they're not going to just sit here and and wait for it to happen. They're being proactive. They're demanding uh, a chubby guy with white hair. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! Ford, is that his name? Premier, oh, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen Premier? him for a while. But he's you still, haven't seen him in a there. long fucking time. He's the leader, but you don't see the leader anymore because it's politically advantageous for him to go away. He's actually more popular when he's gone than he is when he's on TV, believe it or not. That's how fucked up that situation is and how bad he's made it for himself. But the leader who has resisted all calls for a vaccine passport hasn't actually said yet what happens if there's a fourth wave. He said, we don't want a fourth wave. We don't want another shutdown. Well, businesses have sort of been led to believe that if you have a a system of verifying that someone is vaccinated and you only allow people that are vaccinated into your business and the businesses would be able to choose. They could decide themselves, we're going to be a vaxxed only place or we're going to be open to everybody. That would be up to a business owner to make that decision because I don't think the government would ever mandate you can only let people in that are vaccinated. I don't think they would, and I hope they don't. It should be up to business owners. But I do think that Ford has got to tell people if he's not going to do these certified vaccine certificates so that when you say you're vaccinated, you actually have proof that you're vaccinated. We don't just have to take your word for it. He hasn't said what the alternative alternative is. He hasn't said, well, there's going to be no system of verifying that someone's vaccinated, but we will still guarantee not go into another lockdown. Doug, what don't you understand here? People need some certainty. These businesses are being proactive. They're looking down the line with all these people screaming fourth wave. They're looking down the line at a possible shutdown again, and we can't afford that. Nobody can afford it. Nobody wants it. We want minimal disruption to people's lives. Well, then what are you going to do? Give us a fucking plan. 
How hard is it? Fuck you, Doug! (laughs) Either say, yeah, if the cases reach this point, there's going to be some repercussions. Or say, it doesn't really matter how bad the cases get, we're not shutting down. The people who don't feel safe should stay home. The people who do feel safe, go about your life. If you're vaccinated, you can uh, take off your mask or do whatever. You got to give some sort of a fucking plan here, Doug. You've said the schools are going to open up. You've loosened restrictions. What if there is a fourth wave? Are we shutting down schools again for that or no? Mm -hmm. That's the part that I think makes people most nervous because people are going to be affected by that the most. And the, the small businesses, yeah. I mean, I think my personal opinion, no matter what, keep all businesses businesses open. If you have to reduce capacity in some of them again, that sucks. But okay, but keep them open. But the school part, obviously, I think makes a lot of people nervous because what do you do if you get, you know, do you just continue to shut down those classrooms or wings of each school or whatever it is? Like, do you continue to do that from September all the way to June, just trying to truck along and make it work? I mean... Even as a parent, I hope they do that. I hope, you know, if there's, God forbid, a COVID case in my kid's class, all right, I got to keep her out for a couple weeks. The whole class is dismissed, let's say. I don't think that they go that far, but let's say it got that bad because there was uh, several kids um, who ha- who tested positive. Okay, but then two weeks from now, we all go. they all go back in. Everybody goes back in and let's try again. I, I'm just a fan of, like, I, I, I'm done with the lockdown stuff myself. And Me too. Schools especially. I understand there's going to be spread. We all know. I mean, we joke about it, I think, mainly, but we all know it's going to happen. October is going to hit, and, and by Halloween, there's going to be, like, it's going to be a holy shit nightmare all over again of, like, whose kid had what, you know, positive test, and, yep, there's going to be an influx of cases, and it's going to be mainly about the school. There's going to be people screaming, shut the schools down. We can't do it again. We can't. No, we can't. Listen, uh, even Dr. Moore said on the weekend in his article in The Star, we need to learn to live with COVID. Now, there's a lot of people who have been saying that for a year now. This isn't going anywhere. We got to learn to live with it and adapt our lives to the fact that there's a virus spreading and try and not catch it. Now, even Dr. Moore is saying that. And that, to me, seems like the preamble to we're not shutting down again. But we need to know what the plan is. And I don't want anyone to, to sit here and listen to this and think to themselves, well, look at him pushing fucking hard for vaccine passports. What I want is for businesses to not shut down again. They can't afford it. They were punished enough. Many of them not even eligible for any of those government supports that very easily got handed out to big corporations, but small businesses weren't eligible for it. They can't shut down again. We can't put parents in a situation again where they drop their kids off at school at 9 and then get a call at 10.15 that, oh, they've got a headache. you got to come pick them up and stay home and take two weeks off of work because they had a headache. We can't go that route again. So if it's not some sort of a of secure way of verifying that you're vaccinated, then what is it? Because all I want is a plan so that businesses don't have to shut down. And I think that's all businesses want, too. They just want to know what's the fucking plan. Tell us. And if you don't know yet, then say that we don't know. I mean, you've ruled out the vaccine passport here in Ontario. I don't think that that book is finished being written yet, by the way. But for now, Doug says no vaccine passports. We don't want to split society. I mean, all right, fine. But at the end of the day, those cases will rise again. They're rising now. They'll get worse. So what is going to happen? Are you going to pull the trigger again and shut these fucking people down? Or are you going to implement a secure way to verify that anyone coming in is safe? Another thing, too, is we still don't have accurate statistics that are widely published on how many people that are fully vaccinated 
are getting sick. Why is that a hard in, uh, stat to find? At first, I kind of questioned, well, why is that relevant? Why would we need to know that? It's just fuel for the anti-vaxxers. But I'm fully vaxxed, and I'd kind of like to know that, too. How much is my risk? Right. Because you, you know, might change is, is it, a couple things, right? You might change them. You might make some changes if you know that it's happening to those fully vaxxed. Right. Listen, uh, I know that it's a contentious issue. Vaccine passports, quote unquote. And I don't believe in a passport. I believe in a certification system, a secure thing that if you want to, you can show to prove you're, verif- or you're vaccinated. And if I go to a business that doesn't require you to be vaccinated, I have a choice. I can go in there or I don't have to. If I go to a business that only allows people in that are certified vaccinated, I might feel a little more comfortable, but I still need that other tidbit of information. How safe am I, though, as fully vaxxed? Because it seems like the jury's a little bit out on that. They're talking about booster shots. Well, I've had my shot in me since the middle of June. How long do I have where I'm at 93% protection before I go down to 70% protection or 40% or 20%? We need some information here, guys. We need it. And I know you don't want to put it out there. They're not publishing how many people are in hospital right now that are fully vaccinated. They're not publishing that information for the same reason that they're not publishing how many COVID violators charges got thrown out of court because they don't want to promote that. They Mm -hmm. want you to think along a certain narrative. And the narrative is vaccines save lives. I believe that. That's part of the reason I did get fully vaccinated. The main part of the reason is I want to travel. Well, okay, I can at least do that. But I still don't know how safe I am. And more and more people are going to be asking these questions until you guys start being transparent at Queen's Park and at uh, on Parliament Hill. We need to know these things. How safe are you if you're fully vaccinated? Is there going to be a vaccine passport? You say no now, but we know you guys lie through your teeth. Is there going to be one? What's next? We need to know that. And I really hope that Doug stops using this as a political strategy, him disappearing, because we need some answers from the boss. You got to come out here, Doug. You got to start taking questions from the media again, especially with cases rising. We haven't seen you since the end of the third wave. If we're going into a fourth, we got to hear from you. Justin's going to be talking a lot, though. He's vacationing in Perry Sound right now. I've been informed. It's not published anywhere, but apparently he's up in Perry Sound again. Until later on this week when he goes to Ottawa to get the new governor general that he just appointed to dissolve parliament and declare an election. Okay. I, fine, I guess. I mean, he has the right to do it, but we have fixed election dates in this country for a reason. If there's really no compelling case and based on the polls, there's no reason to think the outcome is going to be any different. Why are we bothering in the middle of a pandemic? Why are we bothering to do this? It's a fucking waste yeah. of time and money. For a majority, right? I mean, I, it doesn't even. Goal? It's not even certain that he would get it. I mean, I think sure. he probably will, but it's not certain. It could backfire yeah. on him. He could lose. I mean, in that sense, anything I guess could happen. But why are we even bothering right now? Wait until things are under control, and then let's have the election. Uh, a couple other things that are going on. Let's talk quickly about the Bachelorette. The worst season in the history of the show is over manufactured drama last night and you know what i mean i didn't think i could dislike katie any more than i did going into last night hold my beer there goes katie out there just tearing a strip off of the guy who dumped her you didn't watch it did you no fuck no 
It was no. three hours of hell, oh, Kat. No. You have made me the happiest woman alive. And in a world of change, I want to be your constant. I love you today, tomorrow, and forever. And I can't wait for our adventure to begin. With you, I just, I just honestly knew. And I know how great of a wife you're going to be. Mother, you're going to be. I'm excited to support you and be there for you every day moving forward. So that being said, <laughs> Katie Lane Thurston, <gasps> will you marry me? Three hours I, of insanity. I, I stopped watching after like the first episode of it. I'm, not, you know what? I don't. Uh... I don't really, I didn't like it. Like, I didn't like the vibe of the whole season. Every now and again, I'll tune into different seasons of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, if it's interesting. Uh, it stopped being interesting, like, pretty much, well before Claire, I stopped watching it. But when Claire's season went down, then there was all that drama. I'm not interested. I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't care. I don't care. I get it that nobody likes being dumped. But last night, she was really aggressive in going after the guy who dumped her. Actually, two different guys dumped her, essentially. And, and she went after one of them really aggressively. And I thought, fucking get over it. Like, you had, what, 20 guys, 25 guys that were all willing to cut off their own dick for you. You want the one that didn't want you. And because he didn't want you, you want to throw a temper tantrum on television? Fuck off. Wow. So bad. Like, just awful. Uh, Elon Musk is back in the news. <laughs> Hello, Elon. You guys are brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And he is going to take the next step in advertising in space. Yeah, I love I, I love this because it's just something that Elon Musk would just think of. I bet you one day he's just like, what if we did this? Let's do that. Now, the cool part is he's actually teamed up with a Canadian company for this. So here's how it works. So Geometric Energy Corporation is the Canadian company or GEC. They're building a satellite. So it's not even complete yet, but it's called CubeSat. Uh, CubeSat. So one side of it is a display screen. So advertisements can be put on there, logos, art if you wanted. I Maybe you could even broadcast a show. I'm not sure how that works. But anyway, a pixelated screen. So what would happen then is a SpaceX rocket would take CubeSat into orbit and release it. And it's not like it's all for nothing because I'm sure you're thinking, okay, so you project this into space. Who's watching it? In the beginning, what they plan to do is, and it, to me, this looks like a selfie stick. They're placing a selfie stick on the satellite, basically, to film the display screen. And then they're going to live stream that to YouTube or, or Twitch. Maybe even a broadcaster will pick this up. I'm not sure. It depends on how, how this goes down. So that we can watch what's on the cube on Earth. Now, some people... I'll, although you can't actually project onto something at this point or they haven't created that yet, GEC, a lot of people believe, are trying to figure out the technology to be able to strongly project something onto a surface, a.k.a. the moon. The moon. <laughs> That's what some people believe, that this is basically one step. So what they're going to do is get excitement going. Hey, guys, live stream tonight, 7 p.m., you know, the sat cube will be up in space. Uh, SpaceX rocket is taking it up there. And you guys can actually watch these advertisements, video, whatever it might be. I'm not sure. Live. 
So that's what they're going to do to build that hype. And it will. I mean, it'll get people's attention. People will be like, hey, did you see that? And maybe they'll have a cool video to go along with it. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're planning to do. But once they get that done, if they do end up getting this technology available to actually project on the surface of the moon, I'd imagine that has to be a strong projection to actually, I don't know much about it, but I would imagine it would have to be quite strong in order to actually project those images, videos to the point where we could see it with the naked eye, right? Mm -hmm. I would think so. I mean... You can see the moon from here, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to see something on the moon unless it was the size of a continent. (laughs) So it would have to be one giant logo. But what would they advertise on the moon? And I guess it would have to be perfect. And you would have to have a great image and the moon would have to be big enough because we see it at various stages for us to see the ad. I mean, if it's a crescent moon, can they fit a Nike swoosh in there? Can they get an Amazon logo in there? I mean, that's kind of where this is going. And maybe you're out driving and you happen to look up and see the moon. The best billboard out of this world, by the way. You look up and you see that fucking McDonald's logo and think, (laughs) yeah, late night menu. I could do that. Yes, the golden arches on the moon. Okay, so what they would have to do, I think, everything would have to be lined up perfectly. But I feel like, first of all, this would cost many, many millions. So, I mean, you're asking who would do it. Yeah, name any massive... A uh, corporation or business at uh, Amazon, uh, uh, sure, Nike, a PepsiCo, uh, McDonald's, uh, whatever. Anyone who has money that may be interested in this, Tesla, obviously, probably the first one to ever do it if it's done. You'd have to p- pick the perfect ca- scenario, right? You, where mm-hmm. you are, it have to be a clear sky. We all know this. A full moon is probably your best bet. It's kind of like ridiculous, though. Like, I feel like it won't actually happen because I don't know how clear you could actually make that. And maybe I'm completely wrong, but it's like a fucking bat signal. Like you can't just, it doesn't just happen. It, you need, there's a lot more that goes into it. So I don't, I don't see it actually happening. That by the way, is just a rumor that they want to project onto the moon, but I wouldn't put it past Elon Musk. No. In fact, I wouldn't put it past Elon Musk to say, yeah, that's good. But the picture's kind of grainy. Hook something up to the moon and tow it closer to the earth. So it comes in clearer. Tow it you know, closer. Something like that. Like he's the guy who would hook up a, a fucking hitch or like a tow truck to the moon and bring it closer so we can all see the moon. He just thinks next level like that. He's a, a visionary, really. And he is in a lot he of is. different ways. He is. Also a successful investor. And they now say that drunk investing is... Something that in particular seems to affect a lot of Gen X and Gen, what is the one? Uh, the millennials. Gen Z? Uh, oh. Gen Z as well. Yeah. Really? Uh, they say more and more people are opening up their investment apps when they're under the influence of alcohol or drugs <laughs> and they're getting suckered into transactions that they wouldn't otherwise yeah. make. Yeah. How many times have you thought to yourself, you know what? I really am stoned and I love pizza, I'm going to buy myself a ton of pizza pizza stock. I'm going to do that because that's going to be a good business. Well, maybe you wake up in the morning and realize, oh, fuck, that's a penny stock. Maybe I didn't need any of those. Maybe you do that, like that investment regret. But people are doing it en masse. Yeah. It's kind of like the gambling apps, I think. You know, there's been a few times when I first dabbled in it where I thought, yeah, I'm going to play some blackjack online. Well, you can play blackjack for free, but if you open an account and deposit some money, you're actually gambling like you would be in a casino and you're losing that money. But it's hard to feel like you're actually gambling when you're not in a casino. Uh, The same thing would apply to investments. 
It's it's a sign of the times is what it is because everybody has their, once the internet became a thing, every generation had their forms of regret. And for some, it was, I mean, I remember at one point and still occasionally, uh, drunk shopping was a thing, right? Yep. It's just like, you know what? I deserve to treat myself. So fuck it. I'm going to go online. I'm going to order those shoes because I'm a boss bitch. Right. And then the next day you're like, damn, I racked up a $500, you know, credit card uh, bill. Whoops. So it's, it's all the same, but different because now we have apps that allow us to bank easily, send money easily, order food easily, and even invest so easily. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do that, you know, back in the day, back in your day, for example, if you wanted to do that, nah, you got to wait until the stock market's open. You just flip on your phone and boom, you can go ahead and buy stocks. So it's a, it's a new problem for the younger generations. But hey, I say good for them for even dabbling in it. I know there's apps like, uh, there's a couple of very popular ones like a Robin Hood or whatever that makes it very easy in ABC one, two, three for people to understand. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. And if you lose some, you learn. You know, you, you lose, you learn. So I think there's nothing wrong with it. I actually think it's kind of interesting. I'd rather hear about people playing the stock market when they're drinking than doing other stupid shit that they could be doing. That's not bad. 32% of investors admit they have traded while they were drunk. The worst, Gen Z, those 24 and younger. But they say 59% of Gen Z investors have traded while wasted. And a good number of them regretted the trade later. Okay, listen, if you're old enough to trade and you're old enough to drink, you can't claim you're too young to have known what you were doing. If you're an adult, you're an adult. If you're a kid, you're a kid. If you're going to do adult things, you've got to face the adult consequences. And if you happen to sell off all your fucking mutual funds to buy stock in Nintendo or whatever, this is what happens. Be more responsible with booze. I don't feel bad for people that got taken advantage of because they bought a stock based on a tweet they saw and then the stock dropped. Especially when you were fucking loaded when you did it. I mean, come on. Yeah. You can't claim ignorance after the fact. Uh, what else is on our list for today? Oh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, what's what's he up to? He's a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> he really is. No, I mean, like, fuck. I'll, I'll read you the story here. One of Jeffrey Epstein's longtime accusers is now suing Prince Andrew saying the royal sexually assaulted her when she was underage. Lawyers for the woman, who is from Virginia, filed the lawsuit yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court. The prince is alleged to have abused the woman on multiple occasions when she was underage. In late 2019, Prince Andrew told the BBC Newsnight that he had never had sex with that woman. Well, I mean... It's a he said, she said, but if the shoe fits, I think most people understand the story behind Jeffrey Epstein. This guy was bringing in wealthy, powerful people and letting him or them have their way with some underage girls who were lured to his house or his island or whatever. He was a very wealthy man. They were being lured there to have sex with minors. I mean, the shoe fits, right? Like there's no other way to describe it other than. It looks bad. It doesn't look good for the prince here. But we don't really have a system of impeaching a royal, do we? Like, is the queen going to kick her son out of the monarchy? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. We ask the same questions about different scenarios, and it always goes back to the Royals when we're asking these questions. I don't know the I don't know the rules. I think you can create it when you're the queen. So if she really wanted to do something, I think she could just say, this is what's going to be done. But if she leaves it be, then she can leave it alone. I, I don't know. It's That's a weird one too, right? I mean, that's that's not just, oh, Harry married uh, Meghan and left to the States. That's a... That this is an issue. Like, this is a big issue. This is a huge this issue. This is huge. So, yeah, you can't ignore it, I think. Well, when you look at the list of people that have been connected to Jeffrey Epstein, just last week, Bill Gates had to come out and admit that the friendship he had with Jeffrey Epstein was inappropriate. Bill Gates was involved, huh? We know Bill Clinton mm. has been tied to Jeffrey Epstein. We know Prince Andrew has been tied to Jeffrey Epstein. Some of the most powerful people in the world were in some way connected to this piece of shit who it seems like was doing nothing but being an expensive pimp. It seems that way anyway. So, I mean, a lot's going to come out in these court cases. Uh, I guess that's for the best. Epstein is dead. And I don't know who else could refute any of this. But you're right. It doesn't look good for the prince at all. Tropical storm warnings issued for the Caribbean cat. I was uh, just yesterday on the Red Tag app trying to look and see how much a last-minute vacation would be if I wanted to go south. Okay. Right now, if you want to go to Punta Cana, seven days, all-inclusive, last week of August, how much? Okay, Punta Cana, last week of August. Four-and-a-half-star resort. Sorry, for one or two? Uh, Double occupancy. Okay, yeah. Uh... Oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh 1200. 1900 per person. Woo! To go to Punta Cana in August? Are you fucking hot? Are you serious? Dead serious. Oh, is I it just they're hurting? Is that why? I think it's the airlines. Their prices are ridiculous. Ah. I mean, I fly to the states all <laughs> the time and flights that are typically like 129 bucks are now going for 700. I was thoroughly expecting you to give me the opposite type of answer. Like it's $300. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, fuck, makes sense." No, that's 19, who's paying nineteen hundred dollars to go to Punta fucking Cana in August. <laughs> Give me a break. You know, I think you're right. Airlines, they're hurting because um, I don't believe it's the resorts themselves. I believe they welcome people with open arms at a discounted sure. rate right now. And they're, they probably they give you a it. shot on your way in the door. Yeah, they, they need it. They need it. So, wow. I mean, come on. Oh, I know. It's nuts. But anyway, uh, if you are thinking about taking advantage of that great deal. You can uh, prepare yourselves for a hurricane. (laughs) It was Depression 6 is, as we record now, it hasn't been upgraded, but it could be any minute now, upgraded to Tropical Storm Fred. It is heading for the Lesser Antilles. It will then go towards the U.S. Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and the Bahamas before it goes directly for South Beach, Florida. And then once it gets into the Gulf, Anything could happen. It could go up towards Louisiana, could head over to Texas, or it could swing around and then hit central or northern Florida. It could be a bad storm, and we haven't really had a disastrous one this year. If you look at the picture, though, and I didn't even notice this until you did. Go figure your fucking mind went there. I'm sorry. I saw it right away. Now it's all I see. It looks like when you look at the National Weather Service's projection of where the storm's going to go. If you picture the Gulf of Mexico as uh, a woman's vagina and the storm looks like a giant dick, it's going right for the G spot, 
right for the G-Spot. It's at scottandcat.ca right now. I'm, it's I'm, a strange I'm, illustration. No. I'm renaming the hurricane. It is Hurricane Grinch's Dick. This is what it is from here forward. Grinch's dick. It's it a big looks old like dick. the Grinch's That's dick what it looks, would it look like. It looks like a big old green dick. That's what it looks like. Anyway, it made me giggle. Either way, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, Texas, looks like they're about to get fucked. I hope everyone is okay because there's a lot of people in the path of that storm, including you got to kind of feel bad for the the bomblers. They took a chance and they, they bought that rundown resort on an island in the Bahamas and they turned it into something beautiful. They made it through the pandemic and they are ready for for vacationers to come this winter. Now they're going to get hit with a fucking hurricane. Jeez, that sucks, man. That sucks. Island of Brian season whatever is about to become Island of re- Rebuilding the Island of Brian. <laughs> It's Brian getting the fuck out of the island. This is what the whole show's about. <laughs> Him and his family packing up and getting out. Bonus footage. Here's us on that boat that keeps sinking. <laughs> beelining it for Florida because we got to get off this island. Seems like the last place you'd want to be in the middle of a storm. Uh, quickly here, because you mentioned Dick. My dog, Charlie, is getting his nuts taken out today. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's for the best. They say, yeah. My dog is, uh, he's just such a happy-go-lucky guy, and he's such a a people dog, and I just, I hate the thought that he's going to be in pain later. Like, I wish I could take it away. Like, no, I won't, I'll I'll take the pain. Don't do that to little Charlie, because he doesn't understand why, and in my head, I'm trying to reason it out, and I know that they recommend it, and it's for the best, blah, 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 but the thought of sending him in for surgery, Kat, it's like sending a kid in. I feel horrible right now. He'll be okay. He's young. He's got a little spring in his step. He'll be back to good in, in no time flat. It's I just the, <laughs> it's the surgeries when they're older. You know that that's that's where it, that's where it sucks. Right now, eh, it's it's just your balls, buddy. You're gonna be all right. Just your balls. <laughs> no big deal. It's just oh, it's ball, just, just your balls. balls. Oh, okay. All yeah, right, you don't well. want to deal with no puppies though. You got to do it. You got to do it. Well, it's not that I'm worried about him getting somebody pregnant. I'm He's, worried. I don't know. He's pretty good looking. You probably should. He's a good-looking dog with a giant hammer. Like, it's huge. <laughs> Honestly, like, nobody likes to see a dog's dick, but every now and again they sit the right oh, way and it pops gross. out. Yeah. The little lipstick there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's unnaturally big. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should be, like, proud of that. Like, yeah, my dog's got a huge dick. Or if it's just something I should pretend I never saw. I feel like it's something I should pretend I never saw, yes. but how do you unsee it? How you do can. you unsee it? You keep it deep, deep, deep in your own memory bank and you never speak of it again. <laughs> okay, we're done. But to summarize quickly, just as a summary, Prince Andrew, piece of shit. Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, about to get fucked. Vaccine passports, I don't care either way, as long as there's an alternative to make sure that businesses stay open. Oh, and autocorrect? Fuck off. <laughs> Stop changing Scott to Scoot. Okay, Scoot. Trick. Hope you have a good day, Scoot. <laughs> uh, have yourself a good day, everybody. We will catch you right back here tomorrow. The Tokyo Olympics have officially come to an end. That's right. Now if you want to witness physical excellence, you'll have to watch a flight attendant duct tape a drunk guy to a seat. <laughs> United Airlines announced that they're requiring all of their employees to get vaccinated. But this is annoying. They're now charging every passenger a $9 common sense fee. (laughs) Meanwhile, Spirit Airlines isn't requiring vaccines. They were just like, we're just going to fly with the windows down.
In Oklahoma, a truck carrying more than 27,000 pounds of women's spray deodorant exploded. It was the first truck explosion ever described as confident, strong, and ready to take on the day. The ice cream company Marble Slab recently announced a new collaboration with Frito-Lay to create a hot Cheetos-flavored ice cream. Well, technically, it was also a collaboration with weed. OJ said in an interview that he avoids L.A. because he's worried that he might run into the real killer. That must be stressful. OJ, if you want to avoid seeing the real killer, don't look above the bathroom sink. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.